Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by... Trace Finicaro. And... Uh, Cuba Hissing Jr. Very nice. That is a one, Gunner Kennedy. Well done, Gunner. Bounce back. So, uh, if it sounds a little bit different um, this week, it is because we have yet again changed our uh, recording platform. Uh, for some reason, we're having some te- technical difficulties with Google Meeting, so we are now on Facebook. Trace, what is it called? Um, it's just Facebook Messenger. It's the standard phone call feature through the uh, the Facebook Messenger. So here's to uh, hoping that we we succeed on that. Now, you guys, both Gunner and Trace, you, you guys actually use this feature regularly, yes? Yes. So the reason that we decided to try this out is because we had technical issues with um, Google Meet. Now, Google Meet, um, M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T, <laughs> um, <laughs> Google Meet. Um, that's the porn site. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the porn app they're developing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's um it's supposed to be like a like a replacement to Hangouts, and um, at first it was fantastic, but for some reason tonight, no matter what we did, it was pops and clicks. Um, <clears throat> now Gunner and I, um, and uh, and and Mike Walker, who's who's been on this uh, this podcast before, um, w- when we play video games, we we've been using Facebook. Messenger instead. We started using Discord, <clears throat> but Discord had some issues. Gunner found out the root of those. Um, apparently, it's extremely uh, sensitive to its noise cancellation, so it just mutes you if it doesn't think that you're talking at full volume. So we ditched Discord, and we switched to Facebook Messenger, and man, sometimes we'll be playing games for hours, and uh, never any issues. Now that doesn't mean that the audio quality is going to be the same as the other platforms. What it should mean though is that we'll have less audio um, problems mid-recording. And what we were just hearing was uh, some very odd like pops and clicks. Um, All of us were hearing it. It was pretty weird. So, but this sounds good. So hopefully the listeners agree. And this is a this is us switching platforms to Facebook Messenger. Eventually, eventually, we'll just have to construct an actual fucking teleporter. So that just teleport get... me back. Yeah, no, we're just, we're just gonna, yeah, it's in a bunker deep beneath the Earth's crust. I could use it. I'm home. I've been homesick the past couple of weeks. Ooh, this week especially. <clears throat> That's neither here nor there, though. Um, so Atari is that where we're going next? Atari? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Old, so old, old shit that bugs us. Yes. Digital bullshit, if you will. I think I think Gunner, you uh, you named it that before we talked about it. So Atari, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but I kind of have to laugh. So Atari supposedly, uh, from what they've um, released, it they've crowdsourced uh, money to release a new console uh, that they tout uh, essentially as an equal to the. Or, or at least a competitor to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X that are due out this holiday season. Uh, but things are not going so well right now with Atari. Um, VCS, the Atari VCS, I believe, is... Uh, the VCS yeah. 800. So has anybody, has anybody else like heard about what's going on with this? Yeah, so first of all, it looks awesome. 
<laughs> I want to yeah. give credit to the people who designed this machine. It looks really cool. Well, um, it, it, I, I, it, I, I should hope it does, because they stopped paying the guy who designed it. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about the, the, the actual engineering of it. I mean, like, the outside plastic, whatever it's supposed to eventually look like. It kind of looks like somebody made a sleeker version of, of an older Atari. And what I really like about this, and it's, it's pure nostalgia, but what I really like about it is the console comes with your full-blown controller like you'd expect on an Xbox or a, or a PlayStation. But it also comes with this legacy controller. And it looks like a modernized version of that 2600 controller with just a single button. Now, any of the Atari purists will know that there are certain generations of Atari that had more than one button. Um, the vast majority of, of the games were part of the 2600 platform, and when most people think of Atari, they think of the 2600 platform. So it kind of makes sense for them to do this, but I'll tell you, seeing that one-button joystick wireless in the, in the marketing material, I'm like, I fucking want that. I really? want that, and I don't know why, but I want that. It looks so cool. Um, so right off the bat, they hit the mark when it comes to nostalgia. And the proof is really in the numbers, right? Because they raised millions of dollars with their Kickstarter. I think they raised campaign. a little less than $3 million. Yeah, they raised quite a bit of money. However, that's where the good news ends. Sadly. Good, good, is, a strong, good is a strong word. It's news. So <laughs> it's funny, Trace, in a really quick quib, one of the issues... It's funny that you mentioned that, like the, the the look of the console is badass because it seems <laughs> that that is kind of where they stopped working on the project. Yeah, yeah. like there have so, been no kind of hardware updates or anything like that. Everything has been very very vague, and they have not given yeah. they've not given any specifics. Well, I, actually, I I want to take so I I want to do an addendum to this. They did actually give you system specs. Yeah. Really? Okay. Right, they finally I'm did. They the finally did. Okay. But but the important part about this is is that it, this is a project that wasn't even at beta when they when they launched their Kickstarter. And what's really creepy about this is it actually started as a feeler. They're like, hey, sign up for this mailing list if this is something you'd be interested in. And then they sent all the people that had signed up for the mailing list um, an opportunity to buy one, even though they hadn't even started engineering it yet. It, this is a really really weird. Um, uh, console um, direction. But what's got even stranger is, so Gunner said that there's been hardware specs. Gunner, explain explain why the hardware specs are actually causing even more concern. Well, it's... So, the... Well, yeah, get to the point, Gunner. So, the, 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 the system that they're talking about right now it's um, an AMD, you know, it's 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 an AMD based one, but they're like, hey, we stuck this piece. Effectively, they stuck a, a nook inside this thing, inside this case. Yeah, by and nook, then, what do you mean? Like a like a like a like a mini desktop computer. Like it's a AMD Ryzen APU, so it's a four core, four thread. It's got Vega three graphic. It's it's like it's like hey we're gonna take we're gonna take an Xbox One and lop off two thirds of it. Oh, and you got thirty two gigs of storage and so it's like there's no rhyme or there's no rhyme or reason to kind of the design that they went with. 
because from it's what already, I've heard, it's just a PC. Like they didn't. Yeah, it's a Linux use. box, right? Yeah. Pretty, yes. Yeah. It's essentially well, a Linux well, box in a, in well, a pretty frame. And it's not locked down, so it's really an overpriced Linux box that you could just not pay for anything on. Like, think about being an investor in this company, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, people go, people, people spend years trying to get Linux installed on a PlayStation, right? Trying to reverse engineer the hardware, trying to break the encryption. Some people go to they they go to the point of soldering. I remember soldering a PlayStation One so that I could play burnt. So I could play pirated games. Not that yeah, I would ever mod, pirate a game. A mod chip they, were just, on. they were just my own personal backups. But yeah, you'd, you'd solder in a mod chip. Exactly. People go to these great lengths to do these things. And it's for good reason. Because who the hell would spend all of the time it takes to develop a game for a platform if that platform can easily be hacked? Yeah, now, that's that's another major problem they're having. No, Nobody wants to develop for them because they're like... Uh, there's no way for you to for you to find out who actually bought our game and who's actually you know what I mean. Like, there's no it's, store. <laughs> yeah, yeah and the one game that they said was going to be on board at launch, the game developer didn't know that they were being put on board. I heard about that. That's hilarious. So it, there, there's a lot of shady activity going on. But I mean, even if all of that was true, right? Even let's say you want to spend, I think it, I think that the price is around four or five hundred dollars for this which thing, is, which is insane. It's, it's a lot insane. of money. I mean, it, I mean, assuming that that you're, if you were to look at this like a real, like the real company that Atari is now, it's just a bunch of people that don't know anything about games, right? So if you were to look at it like that, you'd be like, you know what? I'll take a gamble on this console. I, I want to be part of the Kickstarter. I'm going to pay a little extra because part of that is going towards the, the R&D costs because that's expensive. A lot of people kind of you know trash talk the price, but the only reason that the price should be trash talked is because with Atari's notoriety, their R&D costs shouldn't be they, – they should be transparent. Or they shouldn't be as high. One of the two, right? If they're transparent, they say, "Hey, listen, you know, the Atari of old built a different type of console. Help us compete with the Steams and the and the Xboxes of the world and the Playstations of the world." If they said that, if they were transparent like that and saying, "Hey, we need to build a full cloud platform so that you can do game delivery," then people might be like, "Okay, I'll pay a little extra tax on top of the price because I want to be part of this console." But that's not really what's happening. It seems to be just a bunch of misappropriation of funds. In fact, there's not any evidence that you'll be able to buy Atari games for this thing. Yeah. It yeah there's no backwards like compatibility. Like they said that you could have ROMs, that it would come with loaded with ROMs, like like one of the old like the old school right. like right? like NES home like you know the mini Which, NES and mini SNES that came out recently? Yes, it'll be loaded with those ROMs. But what's what's really sketchy about that, and we've covered this before, is that those ROMs were never legal. Right. Those ROMs were people who found ways to rip the to, to rip the memory off of a cartridge well, and, and then they, emulate it on a computer. So the ROM was only a legal backup if you already owned it. Now they're kind of encouraging this ROM thing. And I guess I get it because you have the NES Classic. You have the PlayStation Classic. You have the SNES Classic. So, yeah, I guess maybe ROMs is the way to go. But why wouldn't they license that content? Why wouldn't they make it so that you had to pay, even if it's 10 cents, pay some money for those old games? You know, maybe get 10 free and then, you know, pay for each game. Because you can go you can go to a garage sale and pick up these cartridges, right? Well, 
it, this this gets interesting because it depends on what what games they'd be shipping on the, the platform itself. But they may actually have fallen out of copyright at this point. Right. I, I mean, yeah. like, you know, and that actually one of the things that they talk about it, it's it's it, there's this weird nebulous area because I, I I deal with this on my Switch with the the Super Nintendo and N- Nintendo um, Virtual Console that they have on there. Um, especially with the PlayStation Mini, one of the things they found out is that all the games on that are actually ROM rips that they down like. Right. They, they stole have. from websites that are illegal. Well, no, but but the, it was a li- it was a licensed product. Mm-hmm. But the other issue is is that like a lot of these old games, there's no yeah, there's no masters there's no for them anymore. Right. The ROMs right. It's are- just it's just BitTorrent websites. It's just people peer to peer that have been sharing them illegally for years. This is the same thing that happened to the music industry. And you know, Apple knew it, which is why they started the iTunes Match service. They're like, you know what? We'll just match the copy of the MP3 that you have with a version that we have, and then we'll just say that for eleven dollars a month you can keep it, even if you ripped it from a CD you owned. Because they had no way of knowing, and I remember there was a there was a, a great great interview um, with Steve Jobs when he was starting to do the um, before the iPhone was announced, and he was starting to do like the room to room streaming, and some guy stood up in the in the audience and he said, he said when I buy a song through iTunes, I can't transfer it to my non Apple devices. It seems like you're just trying to encourage people to pirate, and. I mean, this was a long time ago. This was before the original iPhone was invented, and people were complaining about this, about how cumbersome it is to obtain these things legally. And now these consoles are just throwing in the towel, and they're like, eh, you know what? They're ROMs. I mean, what's preventing you from just downloading the rest of your Atari games for free? What market are they creating with this VCS? Yeah, and that's the thing. I I don't... So... From what I've heard, Atari has passed so many hands. It's not even close to like the yep. video game company it used to be anymore. Like, it's passed through so many hands and throw many so many shady people that like own the business now. I I actually I don't. I feel I, like this was essentially a project that they were like, can we get hooks on you know? Can we get the nostalgic hook into people's into people's mouths and then just pull them along? I almost feel like this is like the second coming of the Ouya, just with like a more recognizable branding. That and, and, and you know that's what everyone's calling this. And the Ouya was a really, really, really promising device, right? Yeah, with the Ouya, yeah, it was a cute little Android-based device. It had a really cool-looking wireless controller that came with it, and it challenged, it challenged all the major gaming consoles, saying, "Hey, listen, we can do what you do, but we can we can be our own startup." And uh, but the problem with the Ouya is that it, it never really was successful. Now I don't know what do you, do you know the story behind the Ouya? Because I don't know why they failed. I don't know if it was They've, just lack of popularity. They failed for they failed for similar reasons. No one was going to develop for a company where where like they had a similar kind of situations where anybody could kind of make games quote unquote for it, but there wasn't really a way to authenticate as far as I know, and therefore like you know assure that just people weren't ripping games off and, and putting them on there. They're just developers didn't want to get into bed with them. So what's interesting is when when the Atari VCS was first announced, they promised that they were going to have an app store. So they've already they've already changed their mind on that promise. And they they're they're not going to have an app store when they launch. 
So that's a pretty big problem. It's a massive problem because if you can't get it, okay, okay. Let's also like, let's also be real here on those specs. Thirty-two gigabytes. What like AAA title are you gonna fit thirty-two gigabytes into? You're not, and this is where I I think the Atari had I think the Atari had a an audience, and I think that they that they fucked it up. Um, and, and they've they've failed to reach negotiations as well. So there's been there's been companies that they've that they've tried to reach out to and they failed with negotiations because they could have gotten a couple of titles for it. Especially if it's a if it's a Linux box, the game developers would only have to license it. They wouldn't have to actually rebuild the game, and that can be very important, right? If if, if you could just get a game that's already written and just find a way to sell it, then most game most Unless unless they're in some exclusivity contract, most game developers are going to be okay with that. And some of them are. Some of them are exclusive, um, and and that's just unfortunate. That's 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 just a, I guess, a necessary evil of building games. You know, is that sometimes you have to uh, get in bed and be exclusive to a certain platform. Right. And I don't Somebody's like it. Somebody's got to do it. But it happens, right? It, it, the exclusivity happens everywhere, right? Anytime a breakthrough comes out. Certain platform wants that game or that technology for themselves. Yeah, honestly, it's what, keeps Face, it's what keeps PlayStation beating the Xbox. It's the ex- exclusive games. Because from what I understand, what I've been told, the social experience with PlayStation kind of sucks. Well, what, what Atari we'll, should have... Go ahead. I was going to say, we'll see, we'll see how that exclusive thing works because uh, Microsoft may end up buying Warner Brothers Interactive from uh, AT&T. And, yeah, I heard uh, that. That that could that could get real interesting real fucking quick. Just you know they we'll lost. Come, we'll come back. We can come back to that yeah. for sure. So what I think what I think that they they did and what they should have done are two different things. Low spec box, I get it. High price because there's going to be R and D involved, I get it. But you got to be transparent about it because the the, the backers. The backers were buying something with the impression of, hey, this is going to be able to play all my Atari games, right? Why not? And why would you not spend any amount of price on that? Because, I mean, I, I'm going through this right now. And I don't know if we're going to get to the, the, the topic of camp life, but um, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get an old Atari set up. And sure. this, this process sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks pretty bad, and uh, I don't want to get into too much detail now. Um, remind me, and, I, and, and I'll get back to it, um, or maybe I'll just remember. But one thing that's interesting is that those old Atari systems, for some reason, they're expensive now. Now, when I say for some reason, I mean I remember 10 years ago they were going for $4 at a garage sale. But I think what's happened is they've been deteriorating over time, yeah. And there's so few of them left that if you want that original experience and you don't want to put it on a computer, you don't want to hack your 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 old console to you know um, jailbreak it or whatever to play these to play these uh, quote unquote stolen games, these ROMs. If you don't want to do that and you want the original experience, I, I can't find one that's less than seventy five dollars for one of these things. And I'm talking about something that. The games are, are, it's not even close to what we consider a video game now, right? It's like an advanced version of Pong, each one of these games. I even went back and played uh, uh, Pac-Man for the 2600. Most people remember Pac-Man as being a great game, 
Mm. They're not remembering the 2600 version. The, the 2600 version is awful. <laughs> it's it's so the the platform was so limited that the developers were forced to bring it down to two ghosts. Oh and wow! It's almost really? completely monochrome. Ugh. And it's got the it's got the original theme. Now Mrs. Pac-Man much better, right? Same platform, much better. They must have figured out the the, the programming or, or, or rewritten the game enough so that they could port it to the 2600. But the original Pac-Man for the 2600, I didn't realize how bad it was. So this, people people are still paying for this nostalgia, and people will spend seventy-five to hundred dollars on one of these consoles. And and it, I mean, again, I don't want to get into too many details about it, but I, I've I've had two in the last last two weeks. Both of them were broken, right? I actually got a solder gun. I got one of them working today. So for 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 Atari official. Right to show that old paddle or the old uh, the old joystick, the one button joystick, but wireless, with the Atari logo on it. It says a lot. And these people that are hunting on garage sale, spending a hundred bucks, like you know what? No, I'm going to spend four hundred dollars. I'm going to actually bring this console back, and I'm going to be able to show my kids what the Atari looks like. And what I really like about this idea is that it's HDMI, so you be able to plug it into a modern television. So. When you have a picture of this old Atari and you have this back catalog of games, people assume they're going to have hundreds of Atari games that they can play, that they're going to actually be like curated. They're going to play well. But that's only the beginning of a nostalgic console. Have you guys been to like these video game stores at the malls where they have like the the systems that can take like like four different types of cartridges? Have you seen yeah. these things? Yep. They're yeah. fucking awesome. They are amazing because you have like one controller and then you can play Genesis, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, even other stuff, platforms that weren't even popular, like TurboGrafx-16. You could play these platforms, and it's all in one console, but there's a pretty big downside to those, um, in my opinion. And the downside to those is that you have to have all the physical games, right? So if you are a retro gamer, and... Let's say you're a retro gamer and you play Atari. You want to get into Atari 5200, something that wasn't very popular, 7800, something that wasn't too popular, TurboGrafx-16, moderately popular. You want to get into those consoles, even if you have something that will read the cartridge, where do you find the cartridges? You're spending a lot of money just for nostalgia. So you know what? I don't think there's an upper price limit on this console if it was executed properly. But to execute that properly, Atari actually needed to be political. They needed to go around from company to company and strike licensing deals and say, listen, you might not have a copy of this ROM anymore, but we found it. How much money for us to offer it in our store? And I think that's where they failed. I, I, I think that it could have been a success just on the nostalgia train alone, not even getting into the fact that it's not going to be able to play you know, these AAA titles. That's my opinion. I think they had a market there, and I think those are the people that were throwing throwing money at the Kickstarter campaign. I I think you're right. I think I think ultimately it was started on nostalgia, like that's what they were targeting. Um, I I do wonder the backers, like, I, are they just some of the people that just just really wanted like another a rise of a different, you know, a, a rise of of an Atari again, you know, like. I actually do question though the backers. Like I guess it had to be that, right? That they were hoping for backwards compatibility, where there was a port they could just pop their games into. 
Well, but 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 even if you don't have to pop them in, if it comes with a hundred games, right? I think and it comes with a buy, thousand or something like that. Yeah, and then if you can buy all the missing games for 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 a small amount then they're delivering on their promise. The problem is is that they didn't actually create the store. Because right. because I mean if you think about Atari, I mean people don't know this, but you know, do you know that Frogger is actually a Sega game? So you have these you have these companies that actually made video games. I mean Mario Brothers existed on Atari before Nintendo created a console, right? Right. So you have these companies who have who actually have like they have a vested interest in licensing some of this content. Now, Mario Brothers is actually an Atari game. It was an Atari. It, it, it had the Atari branding on it, so Atari might own all of the rights to it. But it does say underneath that that Nintendo created the game. But it was an official. You know, it came in the in in the the, the matte finished black Atari cartridge. But but the. If the console's fast enough to play the rest of them, right, then now you don't need your NES Classic. Now you don't need your SNES Classic. You don't need your Sega and your PlayStation 1. And now you can get all of those consoles and actually finally have a sanctioned retro gaming machine. One where you can get all of the ROMs legally. I, I think the world's wanted this. And proof that they've wanted it is that everybody's doing it with a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> They're just it's not true. giving anyone money. But if that, I could pay ten cents to get it legally, yeah, maybe I owned it once back in the day. But if it's not too expensive, let's play some fucking retro games. Uh, Mario Brothers just that that was an arcade port, so it came out in the arcade. It was developed by Nintendo as an arcade. Oh, cabinet. it was ported. Okay, and just like Pac-Man. Ported to Atari. Yep. Yeah, just yeah. So they crippled it and threw it on the Atari, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Good call on that. Crippled it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to. I mean, the graphics yeah, sadly. so they were so yeah. limited on that platform. They were bad. They were absolutely bad. Gunnar, are you yep. still there? I'm still there. I'm just I'm reading a Doom story in the background while you guys were talking about Atari. Gotcha. <laughs> you sure honest um, about it. Gunnar, are you gonna are you gonna buy a BMW? I heard that you're gonna buy a BMW. Oh no! Yeah. Barely, barely moves moves my weight. Yes, that's that's what I'm that's where I'm going. No, I, I only have, I only have room in my life for one German piece of shit, and that's mostly are, me. Aren't you German? Yes. So are you are you are you calling your family pieces of shit? No, I'm just calling myself. <laughs> but yeah, talking talking about things that things overpromised, underdelivered. It can be t- taken away from you at any moment. That's the Atari. What else about the BMW? So, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the 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 all the kerfuffle with Tesla, but Tesla has this thing where they were arbitrary. Right to repair stuff. Oh, not just the right to repair stuff. And the disabling options. They're we talked t- about it like two or three times on the podcast. Okay, I'm familiar yeah, yeah, with sorry. it. I'm sorry. Well, no, so no, it's good. BMW has decided to get on get on on the, on this boat. And nice. they are randomly t- well, actually no. So they are turning off features in their cars after they are resold, and the person who who re- bought them has to pay to re-enable it. So tell tell us about a feature, like because I, like I don't know heated, what types like, of car like features. Heat, like heated seats, oh, Indivi- what? Like separate climate control, oh. that kind of stuff. That's an odd. That's an odd one to control with software. Well, actually, I mean, the, the problem, I mean, like, you kind of you kind of dealt with this with your minivan, but 
everything's going through that freaking can bus now. So the the entire the the entire climate and interior control system of the car is like. No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Model. Let me rephrase. It, I understand that software would control the feature. I don't understand why they would turn it off. Well, it's because it's a trim level. Yeah, but it's if it's baked into the software, then just fucking make it part of the base price. Well, you know, it's it's a it's an oddball one, well, and it's, it's even because weirder because it's rent seeking. Yeah, you, you yeah, it's want, kind of rent seeking. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I think that's a pretty good. Uh, I mean, but but I mean, if you up. buy it at the trim level, you own it. It's it's a weird thing where they can actually cripple the car before they resell it, and I I guess if if that's how they can sell it for cheaper, I guess I get it, right? But it's it's a weird thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like having a having it like a two core processor in a computer and just like disabling one of the cores and selling it for cheaper. Well, I mean, IBM did the IBM's right. whole business model is based on that. Right? They do, yes, they do. And actually, I a company that I worked for actually owned one of them where. It came with, I think, like four processors, but it was way cheaper to only use one because of the way that the licensing worked. So from that perspective, the world has kind of seen this for a while, but man, the climate control is an odd one to me. That's a real yeah, odd one. Heating. I can see performance tuning being one of those, but yeah, not being able to like to, to, to heat up your seat separate than your spouse or something, that's just odd. What it's other not, features? It's, it's like greedy as it's super fucking greedy. It, well, to me, it's more nitpicky. Maybe you're right, Wade. Maybe it's strict greed. But if you think about it from, if you think about it from like like a like a uh, a features perspective, it what it does is it allows them to lower the price, lower the base price, right, and then tack on those charges. Oh, I, and I, under, I understand that. So I, I guess I I get it conceptually. I don't get it for climate control, and I don't. I don't get it for resale. Like if you, if if the if somebody purchases this vehicle with all these features unlocked, I, I yeah. I'm you want, your business model is you want to sell disabled shit, and then maybe they can afford to turn them on later. I think it's a shitty business model, but you know what? If it's making you money, God bless. But the problem I have is if Jim buys you know the top tier package, and he's like, yeah. man, I'm gonna fucking sell this thing. I've had it for a little while. I'm gonna sell this. And he sells it to Tony, mm -hmm. but like you know, Tony takes the car over with all these features that are supposed that have already been purchased. You've already purchased these features. Tony doesn't That's have to purchase these features because Jim already bought them. And those seem like core features. So like, th this is kind of an issue that Apple has with Siri, right? So Siri is 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 a licensed technology. Now Apple does own Siri, but Siri's like each phone comes with a Siri license. And the reason I say it's a licensed technology is because Siri existed before Apple. And if you were a company that wanted to use Siri's technology, which they brand as artificial intelligence, but essentially it's like a like a speech recognition. Um, uh, a solution. So, if if you had something that needed to do speech recognition, let's say you're OnStar, right, and you wanted to do speech recognition, you could license that through Siri. And there's only a few like really big, good voice recognition providers. Siri is one you might license that through. So, what happened was, um, and uh, and I don't know, I don't know if uh, if if Gunner remembers this, but people were jailbreaking their phones, and when you and you could like you could run like like these weird 
you could like you could run Android on an iPhone, for example, right? Which is just weird, but you can do it. Well, the problem was is that your uh, your Android device was not like like official. It wasn't licensed. It wasn't a licensed copy of Android. It wasn't sanctioned through Google, so you couldn't sign into the Play Store, right? There was weird stuff that would occur, but um, but what that meant was is you couldn't use Google's uh, like search ser- their their voice services, so you would have to like use your Siri license instead, right? So the license the license was with the phone. It it wasn't with the person. So if I sold my iPhone. I don't keep that Siri license. The license goes with the phone. Some things make sense to keep with the person. And if you think about like like people that buy movies on Amazon and stuff like that, those digital entitlements stay with the person. If I sell my Fire Stick to my neighbor, they don't get all the movies I've bought on Amazon. But it seems like when you're when you're messing with a core feature, that's really really odd. I, I don't know why I don't know why you do that. <laughs> Connor, is, there, is there a way around this? Uh, not currently. Well, see, because this gets into this gets into like a bigger move in the car industry where they everybody everybody doesn't want to make cars anymore. They want to make transportation solutions. And part of this, t- part of this comes down to the fact that like BMW, uh, you know, like so. I, I gotta say that this isn't this isn't like current current. So their new model year, and you can also update the software in their cars when they when you go into the dealership, they'll update the software in the current like model year run. Oh. To, to do this, but yeah, see, what what what? Keep going. But what this, what it what it is is that the, the problem is is that the car the car has effectively become this extension of all this bullshit cloud services that they're mm-hmm. using to... See, to this is where I wonder. Cars itself. Let's say, this is a hypothetical, and I could be wrong about this, but I think it's plausible. Wade, let's say I, I bring my car back for a trade-in, right? Let's say I have a 2016 BMW. I want to trade yeah. it in and get a 2020. And they come up to me and they say, you know, your car is worth $14,000. We're going to give you $14,000 towards a trade-in. And I say, great, I take that $14,000 and I use it as a trade-in. What if $2,000 of that was licensing, right? So in order for them to get that licensing back, they pay me for the licensing because because they, they no longer have to pay for it, right? And then in order to obtain that licensing back, they have to sell it to a new person. You see what I'm saying? The, the trade-in value is actually more than what it's worth because the trade-in assumes that license. You get yeah, what but I'm saying? Not, I get what you're saying, but, uh, but that doesn't sound what they're currently doing. Like They're not giving people more money for the, because well, they return well, the license on it, right? Well we, don't, well, we don't know that. That's why I'm saying it's hypothetical. We don't really right. know. But, hi- but but hypothetically, they could be doing something like that, and people could be like, "Oh, geez, you know, BMW's got one of the best trade-in offers." Well, yeah, they're subsidizing some of their their software licensing in the process. They're actually reselling some of that software to make the repeat customers happier, and the new customers are like, "Hey, whatever, I can't control both of my seats separately. Well, I, they well, both heat up at the same time." It, it it's 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 actually uh, this may be an unfair comparison. But this is actually the Apple model, right? Where they don't really care what hardware you're running it on. They just want you in their ecosystem so they can get you, they can get that consistent revenue from service. I mean, like they make money from the sale of the hardware 
itself, but really the primary thing is to get you to exist in the, that kind of consumer service sphere. Because that that's the thing too is that BMW was one of the pioneers in like this whole concept of, hey, we're gonna do this. You know, like GM had OnStar, but BMW were the the, the premier. We're gonna nail you with subscription services to use your car. Yeah. The way that you actually that, use it. Yeah, that's why I compare it to software sales because, like, um, the way the way the model used to be, um, it, it was pretty relaxed, right? If I went and bought Adobe Photoshop, and I installed it on my Mac, and then I sold my Mac, whoever got it, if I didn't wipe it clean, they got Adobe Photoshop. Yep. But. What's happened is now a lot of those purchases have been are linked to your Apple ID. So if you wipe the computer and sell it, or I mean, if you wipe your account off of that computer, you can't get to a lot of the purchased software, and that's by design. And a lot of them are going to a subscription model. So I guess I kind of get it, um, but it's weird when they start fucking with core features, right? But, and where does it end? Like, I can't well, use cruise control because my, it... Yeah, my thing is, like... That's actually, that's actually one of the things that they specifically mention is that their adaptive cruise control is, is not available unless you... Well, adaptive cruise control, though. Well, my not question is... Right. Here's my question, though. Who the fuck asked for it? Like, who the fuck said BMW integrate all these crazy software features? Like, it's not like you have another option at this point. That's just the way the company's going. That's just the way they're yep. building the cars. And say, and it, what's, I guess what's scary is it's like, is it going to be like this, you know, 10 years from now? Is everyone is right. just going to be like, well, you're not, you're not, we're monetizing on software on the, on the well, cars? You're not, you're not going to be able to effectively own a car because they're all going to be... And listen, anyways. when you de- when you decide to fucking do that, you just let me know. I'll pick a fucking brand that I'll stay loyal to, and that's the subscription I'll pay for a car. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, I'll have insurance on it, and that'll be that. That so, or you have to become an outlaw and build like uh, clapped out Knight Rider '84 Camaro to to, so to battle injustice. I want to pick on adaptive cruise control because I really like that. So. Picture I'm not this, sure right? what adaptive. Yeah, I'm not sure even what adaptive cruise, cruise control is. Um, Gunner, you tell us what adaptive cruise control well, is, and then I'll talk about why it needs to be a software feature. Well, adaptive cruise control. So adaptive cruise. So you have um, normal cruise control, which is basically kind of a closed loop. You say, okay, I'm going to set. I'm going to set a certain speed. Um. I have. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna maintain. I'm gonna maintain this to the best of my ability based on engine load, and throttle. And adaptive cruise control is okay. I actually know that I want to maintain a certain distance between mm-hmm. vehicle. You know, vehicles in front of me. Um, I may have an emergency situation. I stop, but if we're still traveling, I'm gonna go back. You know, like once it's safe for me to go back into my defined. Travel speed window. I'm gonna, you know, like I'm gonna sort that out myself. How? Do you see where this is going, Wade? Autonomous cruise control, which is the birth, like the the birth of self-driving cars. Yes. So, so, so what's what he's really describing is a cloud service. He's describing something where there is there is some form of predictive, um, you could almost say artificial intelligence over your actions, right? And yeah. it gets all of your actions, and it tries to figure out. It's kind of like talking to talking to um, you know say you know saying hey G O O G L E. I don't want to say it out loud because last episode it really screwed up some devices in my house when it was getting played. Because yes, I do listen to our own episodes sometimes. Huh. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's a cloud service. So what's happening is is there's a whole bunch of servers that have to stay up and running, and there's licensing fees associated with that. And those licensing fees are actually spread across. Like, let's say you buy a car, um, and and uh, let's say you're going to be stuck in five years worth of payments. Yeah. Really, though, you're getting that service for life. So they have to find a price that's fair to the service provider and a price that's fair to the person buying it in order to offer that as a feature. So when you trade in your car, they might be profiting off of this. The company that they're that they're licensing it from might be might be profiting off of this, but essentially that service actually is isn't needed when the car gets traded back in. So it actually a new account has to be created. It has to be resold again. Um, whether or not they're just fucking profiting hand over fist as a result of this, it's impossible for us to know without looking at the books. But the idea of it being sold as a service sounds completely reasonable. It just sounds stupid to the consumer. Because people don't think of cars as as, as computer software. They don't they don't yet at least. We will. Right. But we right. don't right now. We don't think right now of, of my car is adapting to the way that I use cruise control and keeping a steady distance between me and the car in front of me and, and it knowing, you know what, Trace likes four car lengths, but Gunner, you know, Gunner likes three inches between him and the car in front of him. And Gunner, stop mm-hmm. driving like that because you're going to get hurt. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. I can't, I can't, I can't drive that fast. I have, a, I have, I have a Scion. And a Rabbit. And a rabbit. And a Civic still sitting in my driveway. And a Caprice. And a whole series of long and terrible decisions in my life. Speaking of long and terrible decisions... I got... Come on, wait. What was the next topic? We're segueing now. The Redskins are changing the their name. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was one of the points of it. So, after... I don't know. I, I feel like we've this is this argument has been going on for years and years and years. I know in 2013, um, Dan Snyder, who's the owner of the well, currently known as formerly known as the Washington Redskins, the NFL football team, uh, told uh, a news outlet um, that he would never change the game. Never changed the name of the franchise, and he absolutely meant never. And he said, and you can use all caps for that last one in the in the article. Um, again, in 2017, I think this came up, and uh, it got a little more serious. Like he said, he would do an inquiry, but he has a lot of friends in Washington, um, and it went to like a court of appeals type of thing because they had threatened that they were going to take away his, uh, they were going to take away his um, his licensing ability, like his. Uh, his trademark, if you will. Um, that got hung up in courts for like a couple of years. Uh, now with things that are kind of going on socially, uh, corporations have now gotten involved sponsors. And um, pretty much Nike, um, I, b- I believe Pepsi, uh, both said fuck off. We're pulling our sponsorships unless you change this. Mm-hmm. Um, FedEx, whose whose name who who built the building essentially, whose name is on the building, said that if you don't change this, there's going to be trouble. And Amazon and Walmart said we will no longer be selling your products in our oh, wow. in our stores slash online. So today there was an announcement that they are officially retiring the name Redskins. Uh, the Washington Redskins is is going to be no more, which is a pretty big deal because. Uh, 
I mean, it's just something that the, the argument would come up pretty regularly. Um, and really, I, this, argue, this argument, especially with mascots and things like that, have been coming up since we were in high school, you know, and that's yeah. Jesus, over 20 years ago. Yeah, um, but yeah it, actually, our school was named after, a lot of the local schools were named after Indians. Yeah, um, like the Red Raiders, Indian. what we were called. Mm-hmm. And yeah. God, our fucking mascot was <laughs> horribly stereotypic and, and yes. I would say probably racist. Um, but it got changed, and I, a lot of high schools have changed and stuff like that. And it's and the ramp and it's the ripple has you know come up to other sports teams and whatnot. But uh, this one is just crazy because it's the NFL. You know, what I mean, it's these owners are all powerful in these leagues, and uh, but the money was pretty much just like fuck you, and so goes the money, so goes the man, so goes the man, if you will. Man, this could and, have played out so many other ways. What if? You know, what if Native Americans had a professional sports league and they just created these, like, really, really funny, like, white bashing names? You know? Like, I think <laughs> like even... The, like the pale hillbillies. And like, they wear these, like, shirts with these white faces, like, missing a couple of their teeth <laughs> with, like, a Confederate flag in the background. <laughs> like, it could have played out so many different ways, but, of course... For some reason, professional sports don't really work that way. You can't just <laughs> create another league. Well, unfortunately, like, and it's you I know, mean, sad. I, I, like, ironically, Donald Trump and Vince McMahon tried on a couple of occasions, but oh, the XFL and the AFL, or the yeah. was it the a- AFL? Was it a- AFL as well? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Vince tried twice. It's unfortunately, even if you had that, it's still like, it still wouldn't really like. It'd be a nice little jab, but it's still like tough to when you walk around the street. You know what I mean? Like it's just pretty much like all the all the evidence of your people has pretty much been erased, and you know what I mean. What little you have, yeah, like, it's it still wouldn't even equal it. You know what I mean? Like it's still, and it's I'm just I'm just. Uh, How do you feel about it, Wade? Um. So I think I feel deep down, uh, this is strictly a money thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that Dan Snyder is a racist. Mm-hmm. I think that that brand and that name is has been around for probably fifty or sixty years. I'm not exa- oh, not maybe not fifty, maybe not sixty years. But the problem, mm-hmm. the problem is he dug in. Right, he and dug he, in, and he didn't seem like he was receptive to it or whatever. And then they they tried some bullshit where we went out and did a survey, and and you know ninety percent of Native Americans don't even like, they 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 like the name, and it's like you mm-hmm. find out like the survey was to five hundred people. I believe all of which he gave a four million dollar grant to, not each, oh, but Jesus. to like sure, the reservation, yeah. like, and then did the survey. Right. It's like, yeah, of right. course you fucking bought their votes. Right. I think, uh, I think this is all based on money, and so I don't, you know, it's like, it's sad in a way because Dan Snyder doesn't give a shit if it's racist or not. What makes mm-hmm. him money? But ultimately, he's a businessman, and, and that's kind of what the expectation is. I think this is an opportunity for. I've seen some really fucking cool suggestions, like some really, really cool suggestions that could actually, in my opinion, bounce this whole digging your heels in and being fucking staunch about how you're never going to change it. I think you could mm-hmm. turn this, he could turn this into a win with some of the pretty sweet um, logos and suggestions I've seen. Really one so in particular. How, so how would a logo or a suggestion, how, how could it turn this around? So what's the the front runner that I've seen on forums and uh, on like uh, sports websites is mm-hmm. the uh, the Red Tails, the the Washington Red Tails. Okay. So it's essentially paying homage to the Tuskegee Airmen. 
that's what they they painted their the tails of their their planes bright red, which are you know it was a, it was an only black, um, uh, was it called the wing gunner? Do you know what it's called? Oh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So it's an all black um, wing of the air force, right? That, okay. that went in in World War Two. The, the, the Tuskegee, mm-hmm. the Tuskegee Airmen, or whatever. Yes. But would you you don't think that's going to be turned around on him? In so some this is okay. Well? So, and then, so this is what I thought. This is the if tails. you there you go. The red tails, but the 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 image I've seen is of a, a a black man with his like aviator cap on or whatever those things are called, like with the goggles and stuff like that, kind of up. And then mm-hmm. in the background, there's like a, a, a an old like warplane yeah. with a red tail painted on it. Um, and and that, so here's the thing, right? That's what I'm thinking. Like, do I think that there are people that go to crazy extremes that will say, you know, you're appropriating? Black- I guess so. Yes, it, it totally could. I don't think they'd be going to extremes. I think they would be repeating what we're seeing. Well, the Tuskegee Airmen, you aren't paying homage to. You aren't calling them like the Blackskins. You're uh-huh. you're calling them. They were a part of our military that fought valiantly. You know. In World War II, in World War II, I'm 99 percent sure. But, yeah. but is it a stretch? Is it a stretch though to say that they fought because because they had to? That they didn't have, you know? I mean, someone's gonna come out saying that that they didn't have, you know, um, rich parents. To, yeah, there's going to be some some way it's going to be twisted. Well, because I think at this point, I, I'm with you, Wade. I think it would be cool. I think it, but. I think that it does the same thing that that they're in now because. Well, I mean, Redskins is a racial it, slur. You're right. The Reds, the Redskins is a racial slur. The name is, but it, it could be perceived. You know, a, a Native American could be perceived as a hero too. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Oh, and, without but, a doubt. So. It seems like if they're going to change, they have to just get away from anything that has any racial connotations at all. I don't think they have a choice. They have they, to pick something could. stupid and abstract, like fucking. Um, I almost said watermelons because there's one sitting in front of me, and then I realized that they can't do that either. I uh, there's like there's some ideas where people are like the Sentinels or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like it's, shit, the Senators. I, if you want, I think like, they have to be something safe. I I. I Unless they get, unless they get some like crazy blessing from someone, I don't know I, how they'd th- be able to. I think if they took this and they went to the whether it's the NAACP, right, or some other rights movements, or all of them really do like yeah. a whole, whole media tour and like, hey, we're thinking this red this Red Wings thing is is really kind of like yeah. hitting on the internet, yeah. you know. I don't know if there are any more Tuskegee men alive, but maybe you could, you know, ask that would them help. Yeah, that would probably help because you know the whole. Um, and I'm kind of glad you brought this topic up because the whole. I don't think we touched base on it, but the whole Aunt Jemima thing. Did we talk about it? Goodbye, Aunt Jemima. I yeah. don't think we did. I think there are some people having similar reactions to the changing of the Redskins. Yeah, like to the similar kind of things. Like I guess what makes me most uncomfortable about it is like it's all white people that have problems with it, and it's well, kind of like Jem- exactly right. And the Aunt Jemima thing was founded in racism, and the and the family had had requested it to be changed, and it was yeah. ignored. So that one is an interesting one because it's the similar aspect where it's you know it's a it's a business decision where they're like, no, I mean we got to look at how much money we're going to lose by changing our brand. 
and versus you know how much we're going to make by looking like we're politically correct and at that time they're like no we're not going to change it it seems like a similar thing with the redskins it's like we know that this is a racist a ra- it, we know that this is a, a racist term but but we have a lot of fans that we don't want to piss off um, and, and we don't want to we don't want to screw up a whole bunch of merchandising so it seems like a very similar move and because of that i don't know if any decisions made by that man can come off as as saving grace, I think that he's he's got to pick something generic. I don't think well, I, I think, think he's got to get something that's extremely politically correct. I think all he can do is because it's Gunner's completely right because he dug in so hard on this. Right. All he can do is essentially bend the knee and yeah. ask ask these groups like, "Hey, we need suggestions. This mm-hmm. one's really popular. Maybe yeah. there are some other popular ones. If you think it's too risque, if you think we shouldn't be paying homage to the Tuskegee Airmen this way, then." Then we won't do it, but you know what I mean. It, it's mm-hmm. like I said. Somebody put a whole graphic would, together. It looked really slick. I think what would be a little bit. I, it, so how long ago were, were the Red Wings? Like what, what war was that that you said? I thought World it was. I'm, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm trying World to think. War II. Because the war, because the group. Because the problem, the problem that I see, just seeing the future, which I can't do, but I'll try, is. It's a much different country than it was in when World War II occurred. However, he could do something similar, though. You see what I'm saying? He could do something where, um, I mean, th- th- I'm sure there's there's plenty of uh, professional football players that have, you know, gotten injured or died or spent their entire life or career towards towards football, they might be a better candidate because it's extremely relevant and it's happened recently um, in a time when um, it's it's hard to twist it's it's hard to twist the facts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. I I honestly thought like if you wanted to go for something because they have this this section of fans at um mm-hmm. that are called the Hogs. Just dude, mm-hmm. the the Washington Pigskins like. It's the the football is made of pigskin. Like it's yeah. You can still keep the hogs. You can have like this like no, crazy no. steroided out boar if you wanted to. Like no, no wait. Yeah. That would be a very easy switch. That would be that would be a lot smarter. We we need we need to name them. Opinion. We need to name them the Shermans. The Shermans? Help me. I don't know what this means. <laughs> like the Sherman, like the the like, tank. Like General Sherman, the guy who burned down Atlanta. And invented the concept of total war to uh, bring the bring the South to heel. Jesus, no, <laughs> let's not do that. No, I I think it's going to be a slippery the, slope the, for him. I think the Washington Shermans is a is 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 a a brand people can get behind. I also think that. The biggest difference in this is that the corporations got involved, and they were like, "That's what that's what brought this to brought him to heel." You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's well, what, and I, you know, because it's this. It's this all those corporations are just as greedy. Well, it's it's actually what got um freaking the NFL to kind of like backtrack, finally backtrack on Kaepernick. Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick yeah, right, because it was just no, like, absolutely. We yeah. yeah, we kind of fucked up on this. Well, and in fairness, let's it's like these are statistics; these are facts. America is browning. Mm-hmm. We are only becoming more diverse. Yes. Which means with that go the dollars as well, right? Go the money. The future is going to be more diverse than than it is now. And they're trying this is I don't think this is I don't think these companies are 
basing this on race. I don't think these corporations give a shit about it. Anybody, no. white, no, black, it, well, Asian, or anything. Well, because if 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 Nike really cared about humans, they would stop asking children to make their sneakers. Great point. Yeah. None of them really care about the quality of human life, but if Nike is positioned to choose sides and they say, well, that looks racist and I'm not going to choose that side, they're only really doing it because right now is right now is when we're, we're cleaning all this stuff up. Right. And they're like, well, this is the cleanup effort, and guess what? Yeah, Nike Redskins, wasn't, Nike wasn't pulling sponsorship. You know, back in 2013, back whenever this, this came up. Right. It's right. now it's relevant. Now it's becoming mm-hmm. relevant, and and now they're gonna have to, you know, it's it's good. Things are changing. The country's changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the face of the country is very very different than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. So they, I think they recognize we have to change the times, and if we don't want to lose these potential customers or future generations of customers, like I said, they don't give a shit about anybody, humans, any type of human. They care about dollars because that's their bloodstream, essentially. That's their blood. That's how they live. And uh, and whatever decision, you know, what the, whatever the customer is going to look like in the future, they're trying to get ahead of it. That's my opinion. It is odd they've gone this long. It is weird. It is like... I mean, we graduated 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago and was it st- were we still the Red Raiders 20 years ago? We were the Red Raiders my my I don't think they changed that until Adam, two or Adam, three years after. Adam yeah. actually my brother Adam actually designed well I'm not sure if they're still currently using it but he's the one that designed the logo to with the cutlass to replace it. Yep. Yeah, so so yeah, so what 18 years now. It's crazy they've gone as long as they have. I think they still use that gunner. Maybe they just put it. Maybe there's just a C now. I don't know. I have. I am. It's a local I'm not, celebrity. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm not actually a fully Canister resident anymore. So I'm. I'm not involved in local life. I live out in the boonies. Even if you are, it's not like you can go to a sporting event right now. Yeah. Holy shit! I just looked at like the, there's an old school thing up like class of '83, I think, mm-hmm. on Facebook. I look for images Canastota High School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it does not age well, my man. No, it, it does not. not age well at all. It is, it is, it is, it is the it is the very problematic cartoon Indian with the whoop whoop face. Holy well, shit! Well, you know, um, I used to work. I, I used to work. Even, that, that word's even problematic. Yeah. I used to work close to. Um, I think it's called Whitestown. I think it's Whitestown. I don't think it's Whitesboro, although they're very close. I think it's called Whitestown, which, you know, anything with the word white and then, you know, a word after it is odd anyway. And, but this is the one that was on um, on John Oliver, where it's it's a white man sh- strangling an Indian. Oh, Have that's Whitesboro. This? That's Whitesboro, yes. I, I, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you take it for now. I don't want to argue it. I Think it's I think it's like White's Town and it's very close, but I could be completely wrong. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean they've voted several times to keep that, and their argument, which I, I guess I can see, is that um, is that the the uh, the the village the village w- was determined that you know who lived there was determined based on a wrestling match, so they're actually supposed to be wrestling. But fuck, that painting is so bad. Like everyone that looks at it thinks that that an Indian's being strangled. Like you'd think they would have at least hired an artist 
to to draw them almost like Greco-Roman, like more, you know. I'm looking at it right now. Is it really Whitesboro? Or is it Whitestown? It's, it's it's Whitesboro. Okay, fine. You're right. You were always right. But there's a new one. There's a well. There was a proposed one. Have you, have you seen the proposed one? I, I think it was from John Oliver. Was it? Uh, oh. oh, is it oh, the full color one where they actually look like they're wrestling? They're wrestling and they're on equal footing and they're not. One is not yeah. choking the other one to death. Yeah, yeah. It says there was an attempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. Yeah, it was definitely Whitesboro. Yeah, the yeah that one's a little bit better. Um, but I'll tell you, the uh, um, the 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 white dude looks just like uh, Martin Sheen. He really does. Like a spitting image. <laughs> wrong. Oh. Be okay in your wrongness. Well, we didn't get to camp life, but we did get to an hour. With that, my job is to kill it has come, and I'm killing it. Kill it and grill it. Put it on SunCloud. Put it on the skillet. With that, everyone, we uh, I thank everybody for listening. Um, you know, give us a like, a, a follow, a share, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Uh, actually, speaking of friends, uh, Steve Jaquin reached out to me, so shout out yeah, to Steve, we're, and we're trying to yeah, figure out a scheduling. Yeah, he wants to be on, so let's yeah. do it. So he will. I'm sure he'll get back to me shortly with his availability, but uh, we're just waiting to him and. Keep your ears perked up, folks, because we are going to have a God's. We're going to have a Navy man on with us. That's what we're going to have. We're going to have a veteran. So I think that'll be a cool episode for sure. Yeah. Also, a Canastota native. Absolutely. I, I believe Trace's 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 uh, geographically speaking closest neighbor. Closest neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If it, yeah, if I farted, he could smell it at his house. <laughs> Is there, or is that just the lake turning over in the summer? <laughs> that yes. <too>. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, guys, we will uh, we will bid you all adieu, and uh, we'll catch you later. Uh, Gunner, take us out, please. Hello. Gunner, take us out, please. <laughs> I'll do it. God, I think Gunner somehow lost audio. So well, ride, perfect timing. Ride the fucking snake. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>